Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. It's time for our Monday morning discipleship podcast, Monday morning discipleship. We like to come on on Monday and try to give you something to supplement uh, what you may have heard on Sunday. Before we get back into our series, let's give you an announcement. Again, we thank you all that have subscribed to the podcast. want to give you this announcement. If you enjoy what we do on the Purpose and Beyond podcast, we invite you to consider becoming a sponsor of this podcast. You can do that by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond. Again, www.patreon.com. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com forward slash Purpose and Beyond, and you can check out the different levels of sponsorship that we offer, some as little as $5 per month. We will be offering exclusive content and merchandise at select levels for our patrons. We do this podcast as a labor of love and an extension of our ministry, but a little support will go a long way in support of the hours of work that it takes to bring you a podcast three times a week. So if you would like to sponsor this podcast. Again, visit our Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond. And we will definitely appreciate you for doing so. When we get to the end of the podcast, we'll tell you how you can support us in a more traditional way if you so uh, desire. So let's get back uh, to our Monday morning uh, discipleship. We're in the middle of our series, Perfect Peace in an Imperfect Life. Perfect Peace in an Imperfect Life. This is part three of that series. And y'all forgive me if you hear a little something in my voice. Um, I have a little bit of a cold. I, I guarantee you it's not COVID. <laughs> Amen. But I do have a little bit of a cold. Uh, we got some babies in the house and when they get sick, they they make everybody sick. So um, you all forgive me uh, if you hear a little bit something in my voice, but we're going to soldier on through. Uh, I'm on fire about this series and I want to make sure uh, that we share it with you all on this week. So let's get back to uh, what we're talking about again. Perfect peace in an imperfect life. And so last week, um, we left off and we were talking about Romans chapter five, verses three through five. Now I'm going to look at, I'm going to look at those verses and uh, I'm going to look at some verses in James, some familiar verses. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, overcoming your Pharaoh. We touched on that book on last week, overcoming your Pharaoh a book I wrote in 2017. And uh, there was a chapter that I did on spiritual anxiety. And I was talking about how we as children of God will sometimes get trapped in worry and so we're going to end there today, but I want to go to the scripture on today. Again, I'm going to start with Romans chapter five, verses three through five. Again, we touched on this last week, and then I'm going to add another scripture uh, to that as well uh, on this week. I want to look at the book of James in chapter one, and that kind of spoke to this uh, worry situation as well. So let's take a look at Romans chapter five, verses three through five. I'm going to read that from the New King James Version. Word of God says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. New Living Translation. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us to develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy spirit 
to fill our hearts with his love. And so let me talk a little bit more about that. I said I was going to dig a little bit deeper into that on this week. Now, the one thing that we have to know when we look at this text on today, we look at this uh, situation here uh, with Romans chapter uh, five. One of the things that this really speaks about, Paul is really talking to us about the trials and tribulations that come with being saved. So we talk about perfect peace and an imperfect life. Again, one of the things that, 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 that confuses people about salvation, we have to, we have to teach this. We have to remind people. One of the things that confuses people is they think that because we're saved, we don't have trouble. And listen, sometimes when they see us having trouble, they'll, they'll almost, almost mock our salvation. Well, I thought you were saved. Thought your God made everything perfect. No, no, no. I still have to live down here with y'all. <laughs> right. Right. So so being saved does not mean that you're not going to have any pressures or trouble. In fact, what Paul is pointing out here is that being saved draws a certain kind of trouble. Draws a certain kind of pressure. When we did the series on putting on your armor. That was for Christians to prepare themselves for an attack from the enemy. So you can't just be saved and the devil won't try and attack you, right? So there's a certain amount of attack and, and, and trouble and, and, and trial uh, that comes with being saved. So when you hear something like that, you might say to yourself, well, why would I want to be saved? Why would I want to invite trouble into my life? Why would I want to do something that would cause the devil to come after me, right? And so even before I started recording this podcast, I was thinking about this and I'm, I'm saying to myself, you know, somebody might think that like, I don't want to be saved if it's going to invite trouble, right? It's almost like, uh, uh, you know, not, not nearly the same, but I want to make this analogy here. It's almost like somebody becoming a celebrity, but they don't realize that there's certain things that come with celebrity that ain't necessarily great. Oh yeah, there's, there's fame and there's money, but there's another side that comes with this. There's isolation, there's loneliness, there's not being able to trust anybody, right? And so uh, when you think about this, why would I want to take on something that would draw attention and attacks from the enemy? Why would I just stay as I am? Well, here's why. As we look at this text on today, look at verse four. Again, Romans chapter five, we were looking at three through five. Look at verse four. And endurance develops strength of character character rather and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation so when we go through these things it strengthens our character and this, this character strengthens our confident hope in our salvation so the the difference between the saved and the unsaved is the unsaved don't have hope they can get it they can they can they can accept jesus they can get it but the unsaved doesn't have hope You've heard some people talk about this life and the people that don't believe as we do as Christians. And you've heard them talk about, hey, once you're dead, you're done. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do because, you know, you know, and, and then once you die, that's it. That's that to me, that's a horrible way to live. To think that I'm going through all of this for nothing. Right. I'm going through all of the, 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 the problems and the trials of life just to end up dead. That does, that's not good to me. I don't know about y'all. That's not good to me. And so we have hope, though. So when you say, okay, why would I go through all of this and draw attention from the devil? 
Why would I do all of that? Because we have the hope of our salvation. The Bible tells us if it's better, better that you suffer for Christ's sake than to suffer as an evildoer. You don't want to suffer for, for doing evil. And the Bible seems to suggest that you're going to suffer no matter what. So, so again, we look at this text on today. We can, New Living Translation, Romans chapter 5, verse 3. We can rejoice too we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help to develop our endurance. The more times you got to go through it, the stronger you get. Again, why would I want to invite trouble into my life? Well, this is a part of the deal. But now you're suffering for a worthy cause. I believe I preached that once, once before. It's all for a worthy cause. You're suffering for a worthy cause. And you're not going to go through anything for God that he's not going to reward you for it, right? But this, this thing said it helps to develop our endurance so that we get stronger along the way. We got to get stronger, y'all. We got to learn to endure some of these attacks. Not that you enjoy it, but you're able to endure. You're able to know, right? Again, a sermon I preached just early today as a recording of this podcast where I talked about he's the same God. And I use a narrative of, of, of David and Goliath and David was preparing to fight Goliath. And he told Saul, and I'm paraphrasing here, when I was tending my daddy's sheep, I fought off lions and I fought off bears and the Lord delivered me from them. And, and I believe that if the, the, the same God that delivered me when I was fighting lions and bears will deliver me as I'm going up against Goliath. So we have to have that in our mindset that, that, that again, y'all, we can, we run into problems. We know that we can endure because the same God is there. The same God is going to help us come through. It's going to help us get stronger. And so in this, y'all, as we go through over and over again, as I use that analogy of David, David says, I've been through this thing with God before. So I'm not scared of Goliath because I've been through it before. I've been through stuff before with God. And so now I'm able to endure. I feel stronger now. If you, if you continue to go through as we get ready to head to this James text, as, as you go through trials, something I'm often trying to teach people in Bible class, don't forget how many times God has brought you through. Don't forget how many times you came through and God kept you all the way through. When you do that, you get stronger and stronger. Now, I want you to understand something. You're not getting stronger so you can go on without God. I don't care what you're dealing with. You still need God with you. But your endurance, you're able to, to withstand. You're able to go further, right? And then at verse four again, an endurance develops strength of character. Character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope, again, this hope will not lead to disappointment. So again, as I said, God is not going to let you down. Your hope is not misplaced when you place it in God. So as we talk about having peace, God is not going to let you down. Even as you're going through these challenges and these attacks, God will bring you peace. Sometimes God brings you peace by stopping the attack. Sometimes God brings you peace in the middle of the attack. By saying, I'm here with you. We going to win. Right. Let's look at James. I want to look at the, the book of James very quickly before we go to uh, overcoming your Pharaoh. I want to share some thoughts with you uh, from overcoming your Pharaoh once again. Famously in James chapter one, looking at verses two, uh, two through four, 
two through five, two through four. No, excuse, forgive me, two through four. We're not going to deal with five today because that's a, that's a whole nother area there. James chapter one, verses two through four. New Living Translation. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow for when you when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. One more time, James says your your endurance has a chance to grow. But he says only when your faith is being tested. So so in this imperfect life, I'm trying to find some peace in this imperfect life. James seems to be saying, well, you're going to have to have your faith get tested every now and then. You're going to have to go through every now and then. Again, as far as faith to being tested, and we always say this, right? Faith that isn't tested isn't faith at all. You got to be put in some positions where you're just going to have to trust God. I know it ain't perfect. I know this is a challenging time, whatever it may be. But you got to be put in some positions every now and then where you got to trust God more than you trust your own abilities and your own intellect. This is how you get to a place of perfect peace and an imperfect life where I sit back and I say, I don't like what's going on, but I trust God in the middle of all of it. So again, as James says, when troubles of any kind, any kind, that doesn't leave anything out, any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Can I tell y'all something today? So some of the most joyous moments I've had was when God brought me out of something. When I endured, when I survived things that were designed to kill me, when I came out, I had great joy. Right. For, you know, that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. And then James says in verse four, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If there's a statement about this perfect peace in an imperfect life, James kind of sums it up right here. When he says you will be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. James is not saying that nothing is ever going to happen to you again. But he says the stronger your faith becomes, the better you become at handling adversity in life. And then you're not perfect and complete does not mean everything is perfect. It simply means that I'm all right. No matter what happens, right? I'm perfect and complete, needing nothing. The only way to be perfect and complete needing nothing, y'all, is to be in Christ Jesus. Knowing that, again, if, if troubles come, if trials come, if attacks come. I'm in Christ Jesus, so I'm not worried about it. Because I know with him, right, I can have perfect peace, even in an imperfect life. Right. I hope that's making sense to y'all. Again, when any troubles. New, New King James Version. I'll read this very quickly and we'll go to overcome your Pharaoh before we get out of here. New King James Version, that same verse, he says, my brethren, count it all joy. You know, we've all heard this before. You've been in church. You, you, you've heard people say that before. Count it all joy. He says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. James says, count it all joy. God's going to bring you out of it. You're going to have something to shout about. Make sure that you give him the glory. Count it all joy 
when certain things happen, when various trials and temptations come your way. James says, count it all joy. So, so, so again, how do I find this perfect peace in this imperfect life? Again, by putting my faith in God more than I do the circumstances and the situations, right? Put your faith in God. Make sure that you're trusting in God. And then he says, you'll be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Lacking nothing, right? So let me read some, some, something from you from Overcoming Your Fear. We touched on this on last week. And I want to read this as we close this out on today. And again, we're going to pick up some more on this on next week. I got some other scriptures to get to uh, concerning this perfect peace and an imperfect life. But, I, but there's some things that I wanted to read out of this section that we, we started talking about last week. Um, in the in the chapter uh, spiritual anxiety is chapter 10 in the book and the section uh, that we were reading from last week asked the question how far has worrying got you right so I'm going to back up and read a paragraph that I I read last week because it's going to lead into the next couple that I'm reading today so I said this I said literally worrying has never done anything for me but it has taken my peace away even for those that have worried and stressed over things to the point of actually getting up and doing something, you must understand that your action brought you something that worrying never did. And if God didn't move in your actions, your problem would remain. But worry has never done anything for us. Now, let me read these next couple of paragraphs because I was reading as in preparation and it's blessed me tonight. The stress that it adds to every situation is a distraction, a hindrance, and it's bad for both our physicals and our mental health. I understand thinking on some things, but there's a difference between thinking on some things and worrying about things. You're not getting bad news and not thinking about it. An overdue bill when you don't know where the money will come from. Finding out that you or a relative is not in the best of health. Uh, uh, learning that your kids have some issues that are out of your depth or maybe finding out that your marriage is in trouble. You're not getting any of this news or news like it without giving it some thought. So the point I was making here was that, again, we can think on things. But there's a difference in thinking about stuff and worrying about stuff. Let me read a little bit further here. You're just fine. You're fine just thinking. You're human just thinking. However, it's the dwelling on these things that will cause you to lose faith. It's the pondering instead of praying that will cause you to lose hope. It's trying to control some things that you couldn't even prevent from having in, happening in the first place that will threaten your sanity. It's staying up all night when you claim to have faith in a God that never sleeps nor slumbers that's troublesome. That's what causes your spiritual anxiety. Your place of worry, even though you say you're saved. Let me give you this last paragraph Then we're going to talk about it a little bit more. And then we'll wrap up this week. The answer to the question that we asked at the beginning of this, simple, this section is a simple one. How far has worrying got you? Not far at all. In fact, you've gotten nowhere. It may not have caused you to sink deeper into your problems and your issues, but it certainly made you feel as if you had. It takes an inconvenience and makes it feel like an impossibility. It turns a dilemma into desperation. And Jesus said, it doesn't add anything to your life. It comes just as another bill that's due and you pay with your peace of mind. Perfect peace in an imperfect life. So let me touch on a couple of these, these thoughts here in, the, in this paragraph, and then we'll pick it up on next week. 
So as, as I as I said here, I'm gonna go back a few paragraphs. This stress that worry it, worrying does it adds uh, uh it, it adds to every situation. The stress that it adds is, is, is a distraction. It's a hindrance. It's bad for your health. It's bad for your physical health. It's bad for your mental health. This is what worrying does to you. Instead of you trying to find some peace in Christ, you're finding worry around every corner. And again, as we talk about this, right, I said, I understand thinking about some stuff. You're not going to get bad news and not think about it. I don't want you to think that, that I don't want you to be unrealistic. And I do think sometimes in the church, we, we've we've done a poor job of allowing people to be human. We tell them, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. But we don't make room for their humanity. Even the Bible makes room for their humanity. Bible says something like, uh, be angry, but sin not. God understands that you have you have some human emotions, right? We have to get to a place where we say, I'm not going to rob you of your humanity. That I'm going to say, basically, listen, I understand that you're thinking on things. As I wrote in this book here, I said, it's the dwelling on these things that will cause you to lose faith. Thinking on it versus dwelling on it. And when you think about dwelling on it, the Bible tells us meditate on these things. In Philippians 4, and then, then the Bible runs down all these positive things that we ought to meditate on. We should meditate on our problems. If we want perfect peace, don't meditate on your problems. Meditate on your problem solver. So, so again, I said it's the pondering instead of praying that will cause you to lose hope. When you're doing more worrying than you are praying, right? It's trying to control some things that you couldn't even prevent from happening in the first place that will threaten your sanity. You couldn't stop this from happening and now somehow you're going to control it, right? So these are all these things here. Look, look, and I said it, it, it's the staying up at night. When you claim to have faith in a God that never sleeps or slumbers, that's troublesome. Why are you worried all night when you say, my God never sleeps or slumbers? Then why don't you go to sleep? Turn it over to him. And so as, as I read that last paragraph, then I'm going to stop right here. I said, worrying hasn't done anything for you. How far has worrying got you? Not far at all. Not far at all. In fact, it's gotten you nowhere. Worrying don't do anything for you. So if you want to find perfect peace, when things are haywire, when things are imperfect, and things are always imperfect, there's always something that we, we think could use a tweak and, and this could be better and so on and so forth. If you want to find this peace, you cannot do it through worry. You cannot do it through stress and strain and, and, and losing your mind over the stuff. If you want to find this perfect peace, you got to turn it over to God. And you got to say, I'm going to take this off my plate. And in the meantime, God, I want you to work on my mind so that I'm not worried about things that you promised you would take care of. Again, as we looked at that scripture on today, these trials, they, they, they strengthen us, right? If we allow them to. They're not supposed to weaken you. They're supposed to strengthen you. Everywhere in the Bible, it tells you these trials and various things that we go through in life, it's not designed to weaken you. It's supposed to strengthen your faith. You should be able to look back over your life and say, all of these things happen, and God brought me out every time. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord has delivered them out of them all. That needs to be our mentality. That even when stress comes in my life, and makes things imperfect and turns things upside down. I know a God that knows how to bring me back to a place of peace. So let's stop right here. Let's stop right here because I could go on and on and on. Um, we're going to pick this up again on next week. We'll give you some more scripture. 
and then we'll talk a little bit more from overcoming your fear about the spiritual anxiety. Because we talk about this imperfect uh, life that we have and trying to find perfect peace. Again, a lot of it comes with worry. And we have to get ourselves from, from that place of worry and get ourselves back to a place of peace. And the only way we do that is to turn it over to God, get back to God and allow God to be God. So we'll end it right here. That's all the time that we've got for our Monday morning discipleship. Again, I hope that you all were blessed by what we had to share. Let me give you our tag as we always do. Again, if you would like to keep up with us, the best way to do that, go to the ministry's website, that website, www.krjministries.org. One more time, www.krjministries.org. If you would like to purchase any of our books, any of our written works like this book, Overcoming Your Pharaoh, you can go to our publishing website. That website is www.krjpublishing.com. Again, that's www.krjpublishing.com. Listen, wherever you listen to this podcast right now, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast if you have not done so already. That way you'll know when new episodes become available. Wherever you listen to us, you can even listen to us right on Facebook now. It's right on our ministries page, uh, Kelly R. Jackson Ministries on Facebook, so you can listen right on our Facebook page, but wherever you listen to this podcast, we want you to be a subscriber uh, to the podcast so that you can know when new episodes become available. We've already told you about our Patreon page. If you want to sponsor uh, this podcast with a monthly donation, you can do so by visiting our Patreon page again, www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond again, patreon.com again, Patreon is spelled P A T R E O N www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond if you uh, check out that page you can become a monthly uh, sponsor of this podcast but if you would like to donate in a traditional way you can do so via paypal at paypal.me forward slash krj ministries or just go to the ministries website and hit the donate tab www.krjministries.org forward slash donate any level of support that you give us would be greatly appreciate it and uh, again we thank you all uh, that have already shared uh, in in supporting our podcast but more than anything just tell somebody about the podcast if you do that I will be more than appreciative of you just spreading the word to saying I have been blessed by the purpose and beyond podcast that's all the time that we've got for this week's podcast again a perfect peace in an imperfect life and we're going to pick this up again on next week I hope that you are enjoying what we've been sharing on this podcast as always, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer. And we'll see you all on next time. Be blessed.